Oh my goodness, so much has happened since last time. I don't even know if I'm going to remember it all. I usually don't remember all of the things to try to squeeze them into the podcast, but you know, this time I feel like there's going to be several missing things. I decided I didn't like the technique of like making a list of things because then I just felt like I was kind of reading off of a list. And I've always been really spontaneous with this before, so it kind of felt I don't know, a little bit artificial. So I'm just kind of reverting back to the organic method that I prefer. Um, so I just got a thousand gallons of water delivered and I learned cause one of the, cause the helper guy to my main contractor, he asked me, so how much um, water am I using every month? And I was like, uh, I haven't really been keeping track and I walked over and pounded on my one of my tanks to see because you can hear where the water line is and it was at about 1200 gallons which means I've used 800 gallons in two months which means I used only 400 gallons a month which my contractor said was was definitely lower than other people out here so woohoo that's awesome and you know I mean I am conservative I've always been that way I've always conserved water um, I've always had in my mind this future scenario, whether it was like, you know, <laughs> some sort of mass, you know, formation psychosis, like MK Ultra of the masses through media programming of like, you know, one day water's going to be like so precious that every single drop will, it can't spill on the ground, you know, kind of thing. Um, so, um, Sorry, I'm getting all these texts. Um, <laughs> um, it broke my train of thought. But anyway, so I was just talking about how I don't really, I, I naturally conserve water. It's like, or habitually, I would say. I've just always been that way. So like, for instance, when I'm washing my hands, I turn on the water to wet my hands. I turn off the water. I soap my hands and I lather them up and then I turn the water back on to rinse my hands off. You know what I'm saying? And when I do dishes, like, I don't just like let the water run, you know, I really am very conscious of how much water I'm using and I do not just waste water. And then with my landscape activities, I am using low water irrigation techniques and, and things like that. So it's not, um, you know, I'm not like, you know, spray irrigating, you know, a big swath of desert or whatever, um, which is kind of the point, right? So I'm coming out here and doing this project. So um, I'm not super surprised, but I'm very delighted because it means I'm sort of over the target or under the, you know, amount that I, I didn't really have a solid idea, but now I do. And so it's a good idea, I think, to track. And I I kind of gained that perspective that it's a good idea to track, keep track of things like that, like um, garden related things from a podcast I mentioned I had been listening to that had said, you know, you need to do a garden journal. And when I was listening to it at first, I was like, no, I don't. And then I, by the end of the podcast, I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> so I've been trying to keep track of the things I do and put dates on them. And I, I think it's going to really prove to be a valuable thing on a number of levels. Um, so one thing that's happened in the last week is that the mesquites have, I think it's maybe the last week and a half or something like that, but the mesquites have started to bloom or, or rather not bloom. Sorry. Well, who knows what those things are there? There does seem to be some sort of, I don't want to call it a Samara, but like a pollen thing. So maybe that's their flower, but they've started to leaf out is what I meant to say. And so there's this added to like the coppery green of most of the plants out here. There now is this bright light colored green. So, and it's pretty amazing. I've taken some photographs of this one particular specimen along the road where I live, where it's just like gonna kill you if you even look at it wrong kind of thing. It's got these spikes that are like, these thorns that are like three inches long and really big at the base and just, you know, the coloring and it's, it's pretty neat. And it contrasted with these beautiful, delicate green buds of, you know, not, uh, yeah, buds. And then the new, new spring leaves, it was like really kind of a cool thing. So, but that has happened. So the landscape is transforming a little bit. And, um, so anyway, I kind of figured out how much water I'm using and I'm under, I'm using much less than most people out here. So heck Yeah. Um, so I had this radical idea. I've mentioned this before that I am not 
a carpenter and I don't really love woodworking and I never therefore put any energy into like getting good at it because it the saws and all that stuff that you have to have really kind of freak me out and if you think about it they're actually it's you know like I make fun of these shows I've seen where it's like you can make this coffee table just lickety split no problem and then you know then they walk you into their shop where they've got just walls of really expensive precision equipment you're like yeah um yeah I don't have any of that so I usually when I do something with wood I muddle through it I'm much more facile with is that the right word with metal and fiber and things like that um but wood just isn't my jam um but I decided to try to make a pallet um sort of a table counter thing that would store my little laundry my little washing machine uh it's a hand crank uh, uh powerless washing machine and I ended up what I decided to do I was kind of you know how I've mentioned before in this podcast if you've been listening for a while you know that I sort of ruminate on things. Um, I ponder, I sleep on it kind of, and then just the project just kind of comes to a place where it works. Um, there's a lot of thinking that goes on, but I don't just necessarily always do it all in one fell swoop. So there was this, um, sink that I had grabbed. It was big enough for a utility sink. It wasn't super deep or anything, but it was nice and wide enough. And I grabbed it from a junk pile. I paid probably 10 bucks for it or something like that from this guy with a junkyard out here. And he didn't really want to sell most of the stuff I wanted, but he sold me that and a few other things. And so I just pushed my way through it and I was able to stabilize this rickety thing that I built and I was able to get the sink in there. And now I have this really very functional, if, if not, it's not beautiful, but it's very functional. It works really well. And I've got pressure now for my water. So, and I bought a small hose last time I went to the town, to the larger town an hour and a half away. And so now I've, I've got the ability to wash larger things outside, like, you know, the dog water dispenser thing, which was caked with mud on the inside because of all the dust. It somehow makes its way up in there. I don't know how it does, but it does, you know, and things like that. And then I was able to, I'm able to fill watering cans and stuff like that. And it's really, really great to have an outdoor sink. So I finally have that and I'm catching water just very simply with a bucket underneath and then I'm going to be able to put, and that's at the upper shelf. And then below that, I'll be able to store my laundry, my water, or the, my washing machine. So I'm really happy about that. And I put that at a place where it's just near the water source, but I situated the bar that I purchased and assembled. It's a really nice, fancy, cool outdoor patio bar. And I got separate, uh, benches or stools rather with, with to go with it. They look really nice. It's sort of fancy, but it's like, cool fancy. <laughs> anyway, that, so I have a bar and I assembled that, got that going. And then I put that next to the outdoor sink. So if I need to, you know, rinse something off or whatever. So I'm pretty much ready to go with that as far as entertaining. Um, once I make friends and then I got a curtain light, solar curtain light. So I'll be hanging that. I think I'm going to string it actually from the overflow pipe from the second water tank because they're so lightweight. Like, I don't think it's going to be an issue. And I got a decal that I put on the other tank and it looks really good. And my picnic table is covered in a bunch of projects that are half finished because for instance, the saw that I purchased, I didn't read the fine print. It didn't actually come with a battery, which makes no sense to me, but I'm going to buy separate batteries that supposedly are compatible and just call it good. And then the digging tool that I got it didn't say it in the listing but it's it's pneumatically powered so I need to buy an air compressor <laughs> I sold my old air compressor so now I'm buying a new one but the old one was so loud I did a, I did a paintings project for this um series of paintings that I showed around Portland Oregon for a while and um ugh, it was so loud I always felt like a terrible person using it in the backyard but so I sold that one, um, back in, um, Altadena and this one, I'm going to, I found one that's actually supposedly a lot quieter. So I'm going to get that and it's going to be compatible with some of the other 
things I want to do, some of the other tools that I want to take, make it, um, take advantage of out here. So I think that it'd be worth the investment. So that's just sitting there on the picnic table, like unusable till I buy more stuff. <laughs> and speaking of buying stuff, all the things that I needed to get for the B&B, those, those are all in. I have it stacked in a forlorn looking pile. Um, and I was loaned a ladder today by my, one of my main contractors and he's leaving it with me until like next Wednesday. So I got to make use of this ladder. The main reason I borrowed it was because I need to drill some holes in my purlins, which are the posts for my steel shade structure. Cause I want to properly string up one of the illuminate shade cloths that I invested like $200 in because the first one has been shredded by the wind and cause it was not properly installed and it just looks terrible. It's the bane of my existence, but it works so well. So, uh, <laughs> I need to get those holes drilled at the tops of the purlins and probably at the centers of them as well. Um, just cause I, I think it would be good to use that ladder to its fullest. And then I realized since I'm going to have that ladder till next Wednesday, I might as well force myself to make the anchors for and install the posts. So there'll be six posts. They're probably going to be like eight, maybe 10, eight or nine, I think nine, I don't know, uh, maybe eight feet tall. And those are going to be for the shade sales for the two campers that I'll be turning into Airbnbs. And so, uh, the ladders, like ladders cost like $300 and I just, I'm never going to really use a ladder for much at all. So I just figured I'll borrow one. And luckily I've met people out here who trust me and know where I live. And <laughs> that's what I always tell people. I'm like, I know where you live or you know where I live. Um, so anyhow, um, oh wow, the internet went out again. I'll hit the reset and hopefully that's what works. It happened in the middle of the night last night. It was weird because I heard this weird sound. It scared me. And, um, I like got up and stepped outside and like heard it again in the darkness. I was like, fuck this. I went back inside and, um, realized that I couldn't access my security system because the, the internet had gone out and it's, uh, internet based. Don't tell anybody that world. Um, <laughs> so I couldn't like use the eyes in the back of my head video camera feed, but I figured out, I figured it out and got it restarted and, you know, then it was working again. But, um, yeah, that's interesting that that happened twice in 24 hours. Maybe I should call a tech, open a tech ticket. Um, but so let's see what else. Um, I've got, what did I plant? I've got, I added, I've got the two maples in the ground. I've got a silver and a red, and then I got three black walnuts in the ground this week. And I'm so excited about that because walnuts have really good omega three or omega six or both. I can't remember now, but they're really important source of omega um, oil. And so, you know, if we can't get a hold of fish, um, those of us who are kind of realizing what's going on and are trying to prepare and get settled with our own food sources, then we have walnuts and other sources, right? So I'm really excited about being able to grow my own walnuts. It's going to take a while, of course, but getting those in the ground is like so valuable to me. Um, it's kind of like the feeling that having money in the bank used to give me. And now I'm a little wiser. <laughs> so I got those in the ground and then I got the two maples. Those are out towards the road. So those are going to be good privacy and, you know, nice um, shade kind of trees for that, those areas. And today I'm really, man, I'm, I'm trying to keep a positive attitude, but the, the, I ordered, let's see, three persimmon they came in a pack of three and then uh, the peaches came in a pack of two and then the apricot was just a single apricot so six trees and they said said they were delivered on like kind of like towards the end of last month and I kept checking and kept checking and driving into to the place where I you know get packages and nothing, nothing, nothing. And I like tried to talk to the sellers and the sellers were like, we're not going to help you. And I'm, and I'm like, okay. So like, you know, that plants don't live that long in boxes like that. Right. 
Um, so it's been kind of a thing and I was really worried and, um, felt really bad for those plants. And today was the last day that I guess they have to get them to me or there's like this kind of like, what do you call it? It's some kind of A to Z report claim thing that they have. If, you know, to, so that they'll, the company will step in and like actually try to help you get your money refunded or, or get a replacement. And today was the last day. So they arrived on the last day. So now I picked them up today and the apricot and the peaches are alive. They look fine. The persimmons, um, don't look fine at all. <laughs> I don't know if they survived. Um, so, uh, we'll see, but I stuck them in water. I stuck them all in water and, uh, I just read on one of the packages that it says something like, these are bare root plants, keep them in the shade for two weeks. And I'm like, uh, too late. I already prepped the holes for the water boxes and I'm not wasting, you know, um, eight gallons of water. No, two, four, so yeah. So I'm not wasting, no, actually, um, four times three, 12 gallons of water. I'm not going to waste that water. I just won't do it. So I'll rig up some kind of shade for the saplings. Um, I don't know which box though said <laughs> had that label on it because they don't say what's in the box. So I don't know. Um, hopefully this is not like what kills them. But anyway, so tomorrow I'm going to be putting in another three trees because I'm just going to do the apricot and the two peaches and the uh, persimmons I'm going to leave in the greenhouse for a while and just see what they do. So a uh, similar thing to how they look like the pawpaw look. Um, I did check them with a scrape test. They are alive, so they're probably just dormant. And I think sticking them in water is good, but we'll need to pot them up probably after 24 hours or something like that to make sure that they don't just like, you know, suffocate or drown rather. So that was the mistake I think I made with the hardy avocado that I put in the ground. That was one of the, I think the first thing I planted out here and I was all excited and I used all these amendments, which goes against everything I've always said about trees anyway. So, which is kind of funny, but I was like kind of trying too hard basically. <laughs> um, but it had been in its original packaging for months. Um, and it, I, I'd never take, I'd never actually unpacked it when it came. And so it had basically, you know, its root was sitting in standing water and so, of course, it just died. So I'm going to avoid that this time and try to be a little better about how I treat the plants and when I plant and how I plant and everything like that. Anyway, so that's exciting. And an update on the trees that I planted previously, the original batch of nine trees. The sycamore is leafing out. The Both maples are leafing out. The redbud's leafing out. Um, the uh, One of the pears is still just happy leafy. The um, apple, uh, I got a Golden Delicious, and it's um, leafing out. The pomegranate is so happy, and I'm really glad because some of the branches that died back or looked like they died back, the leaves shriveled and fell off during one of the freezes where I left the one of the windows of one of the flaps on the greenhouse open, and it froze that night. All of those are pretty much just sending out new leaves, so I'm really excited to see that. And the plum does not look like it was treated well in the nursery. And so I don't know that it's going to make it. It just does not look like it's really moving forward. It looks like it's kind of pulling its energy back into itself and maybe dying. Um, one of the other pears looks like it's just fine. It's just taking its sweet time leafing out. So I think that's all. Oh yeah, the pecan. I haven't checked it today, but it looks like it's kind of taking its time too. Um, the thing I worry about with the pecan was that it came in such a tall bag and it had like one little root coming out the very bottom and then three feet up it had another well two and a half feet up maybe it had another little root coming out the side so they buried that whole three foot bottom of it and when I did the preparation to put the boxes in originally I did not account for that depth so that the bottom root didn't have basically hydrated soil or hydrated dirt to, you know, grow into. Um, at least I don't think it did. When I was digging down into it, it didn't look wet. And I really should have just like put another gallon in there. I did put another gallon 
in the well of the box where it goes into the soil directly. Um, but it was a few days later. And I felt the ancient mind, which is funny because it's a seedling, but I swear to you, I felt this mind and I knew that it was the pecan somehow. And it just was like, kind of like, oh, you're thinking about me. And it, it was kind of like this sort of pleasant surprise that I, that I like got it kind of was the vibe I got. Um, and I used to think that getting those kinds of impressions of, other people's mind, so to speak, was just, you know, I was just making it up. I was just, you know, thinking about them. They weren't thinking about me. Right. But I learned, um, that it is actually a psychic impression. It's like telepathic or whatever you want to call it, because, um, multiple, multiple times I have, you know, felt that from someone and they've texted me right afterwards. Um, and I can tell when someone's annoyed with me, I can feel that annoyance. I can feel the emotional, uh, energy of that person, of their mind and their heart, I guess. And if you look into quantum physics, I mean, this is what the physicists are all saying, that there's this, you know, telepathic universal instant communication that's cap that's possible within the quantum field or whatever you want to call it. It's basically the split particle experiment in the Dancing Wooly Masters that exploded my brain in college. And I had to put the book down after the, after I read that experiment, I was just like, what? Because it basically proves the existence of God, I guess, in a way. Um, but basically what it is, is they send photons at a screen and there's two different sort of like triggers on the you know opposite side of the screen so that they, when the photon goes through like the right side, it triggers that side. So you know that it went through there, but if it goes to the left, it triggers that side. Well, what I got from it back then when I read this was that because only gate B fired and gate A did not fire, that the the atoms, the particles, the whatevers of gate, both gates were in instantaneous communication in order for those one to fire and one not to fire so that they both knew which way the photon had gone. And that kind of like shut down my brain. And I was like, I can't handle it too deep. But I mean, essentially it's observationally what I've found to be true, you know, not needing to really necessarily prove it in physics, but um, it's been proven in biology too by uh, Bruce Lipton in my view, he's absolutely proven the quantum physics in the field of biology. So if you're interested in that, you might want to check Bruce Lipton out. The Biology of Belief is the book to read. But anyway, let's see, what else? Um, I've been driving around for years without shocks and struts, and it's been <laughs> interesting. Uh, I think it's contributed to a sense of insecurity and potentially even the hunching of shoulders because although I might think that that came from nine years of daily bullying, which it did, uh, and lack of parental love and family love and whatever. I think it also came from driving around in this van where like at any moment going over some bump in the road could make this horrible slamming sound of metal on metal where it's like, Oh God, I just so sorry about that car, you know? So that no longer happens. And I can actually drive a little faster and it feels more secure and I feel more supported in my vehicle, which is kind of like this tangible, interesting thing. So I went and got that done. I'm going to have the same mechanic take a look at my air conditioning. He did a, he did a, an initial look at it. And when he was fixing the shocks, uh, replacing the shocks and struts. And, uh, he thinks that at minute, he gave me like a minimum. It's probably this much in a minimum, but I said, you know, that's reasonable. I'm willing to pay that because it's worth it. But maybe could, and I didn't even finish really. He just knew he was like, I'm going to get you an estimate that gives you like the top end. So, you know, going into it, what, you know, we're not just endlessly going upwards and upwards when we find out that, oh, well, actually we've gone this far and now you're going to need to buy this whole other thing. So anyway, um, the goal is the whole purpose of this expenditure and investment is that <laughs> I've lived without an AC for years and years now in my car and I've been just fine, but it's going to get 120 degrees out here for like two months. And the pool is a good 20 minutes away and I need to survive until I get to the pool. <laughs> so that's, that's that. Uh, went to, um, the nearby American Legion this last week and they were closed. And so I was like, Oh man, rats. But there were people hanging out in what I call a, the shade pocket there, which is like basically the covered porch. It's this nice deep pocket of dense shade. 
and uh, they were very friendly and they were open and they basically just pretty quickly offered me a beer and I was like, you know what? Thanks. Sure. And so I hung out with them for like two hours and we all had a blast. We were just laughing and talking. And, uh, there was this one woman, well, (laughs) the two women both independently told me that they had junkyards. And I literally was like, I want to look at your junk and decided that I needed to text them that exact phrase and make that possibly even my Facebook tagline, even though I never use Facebook, like that is funny as shit. So, and I think I might want to make a t-shirt as well that just says, I want to look at your junk because then I can use that as a conversation starter. If people give me weird looks and be like, so do you have any scrap metal? <laughs> um, but it was like a, a fun way to talk about it. And so um, I think next weekend, not this coming weekend, I'm going to go look at one of the, at one of their junkyards and um, she's like, just take it. Like, uh, I don't want it. But then I was like, we can make art out of the junk. And then she was, she's like, oh, I don't have a welder. And I'm like, I have a welder. So I don't have a generator yet, so I'll probably need to get the generator. I was going to do that too. That's something I need to take action on soon. But anyway, so it looks like I have someone to go and make junk art with and get junk from for free, which is so cool. And this is awesome. She also mentioned that she wants to make a dog park. And I was like, are you kidding? I've been thinking about that this whole time. We need a dog park. And, um, the other person who I had that same conversation with a few weeks ago, he seemed to think I was hitting on him, which is what sort of like pretty much every guy I've ever talked to about anything thinks I'm doing, which I'm almost never doing, which in fact I think is never. Yeah. Mm, I don't go up to guys to hit on them. I think I did that in my first year of college. I asked a guy to help me figure out my graphics calculator. And that was, he became my boyfriend, but like, I've never done that since because he called me out on it and jokingly was chiding me about it. So I was just like, I was mortified and never tried to do that again because I realized that men were onto me or at least he was. So that meant all men were, but, um, so anyway, um, this is harmless because, you know, it's a girl and I'm not into girls. So that could potentially turn into us doing a dog park. And I know how to do like, um, you know, free resource type dog park structures. So we could like do a fence and stuff maybe for free or really cheap. And I'll bet you we could get members of the community involved because I'm sure, I mean, there's a lot of people with dogs out here and I, I'm sure that a lot of people would like a really good dog park. So, you know, even that guy who thought I was hitting on him, (laughs) maybe he'll even help. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so that was awesome to make that rando connection. Um, It's cool out here for so many reasons, but one of the reasons is that I think people are so isolated and it is kind of a rough place. So more people are more interested in making connections. So like when I was living in Portland, everybody was sort of like, I already have enough friends. Like I'm spending all my energy on maintaining 1200 Facebook friends. So like, I don't have time for more friends right now, you know, like, you know, that kind of thing and worse, just narcissism up the wazoo. And I say that because I lived there for 12 years and I know what I'm talking about. And I hung out in the main scene for like that, you know, long time and they're just, it was bad. So, um, and then um, Southern California, what my experience of it was just the social intelligence was way higher. It was really enjoyable. Just so totally surprised. It was really awesome. I really liked it actually. Um, but out here it's so much more, uh, what's the word? I guess it's kind of gregarious in a way. It's like people want to hang out, you know? And so like I mentioned this guy last week, um, that I kind of thought was attractive And, you know, he seems like he just, whenever he sees me, he invites me to play ping pong and that's our social, you know, activity. And it's, I don't think there's anything to it. Uh, but I, you know, I think that there's, it's like people are like more willing and open to spend time with each other. It's not so sort of like clicky and and closed off. Although I've heard that it's clicky. Actually, it's funny. I think I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this, but one of my main contractors that I had build all my stuff out here, um, he took it upon himself to just like bring it up and he warned me. He was like, yeah, but you got to be really careful. There's like clicks out here and you got to be really careful which one you, you join because like they're really hard to get out of once you're in it. <laughs> and I was like, 
it's like that like really okay um but i've kind of been looking and trying to notice you know are there clicks and i don't know i might have caught a few whiffs of it but i haven't really you know i think the worst thing would be like a super small community like the gossip mill and you know um that kind of thing so i'm just keeping it myself for the most part but I like to go out. I like to do stuff. And there's tons to do. I mean, I skipped a dance night last night. There, you know, you go boogie down to some live music or something. And I didn't go there. So there's more to do out here than I find than I found there was to do in, in like in L.A. Although, you know, I could have gone and seen DJs every freaking week or more. But that drive was like, you know, like an hour. And then you're downtown L.A. for like, you know, $20 parking and middle of the night on the streets of LA. And I just, it was just like, ugh. it was one of the regrets I have, um, that I didn't milk that, um, EDM scene, but it is what it is. So now I have a uh, live musician, live, live music, which is kind of a throwback to my origins. This whole place reminds me of my origins. It reminds me of Sausalito, California quite a bit. It just doesn't have water. <laughs> it's like almost the same, but without water, which is funny because even my RV, when there's wind, it, it rocks and rolls just like when I lived on a houseboat and the storms would blow it around on its rope. Okay, what else did I do? I took the dog kennel. I built a, I well, I assembled a dog house that I purchased, a very expensive dog house, which said that it was extra large and is actually smaller than the kennel. So I was really frustrated with that because it seems like either people who don't know what real size dogs need um, made this or I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on with that, but um, I assembled the dog house. And so I took the kennel. I took the door off the kennel. I used my wire, uh, my bolt cutters and um, my idea in my head was like I could use that. I could attach it to the front of the dog house to create like a locking cage that she's protected from like a coyote coming over in the middle of the night you know like let's target her and eat her because she's tied up and can't defend run away you know what I mean so it worked great so I got that on and then she slept in it last night and it turned out to be pretty windy all night so I was really happy that she was um in there in total full shelter of from the wind and she didn't whine and was so that tells me she probably was doing okay out there um I did get enough buckets to get a small amount of horse manure. It seems like everything on Amazon is smaller than it looks in the pictures. <laughs> so these buckets are pretty tiny. They're two gallon. I have four of them and they're still filled with the manure that I gathered from the horse stables that I found that will give me free manure is anytime I want 24 hours a day, <laughs> seven days a week. So I need to make a pile and somehow like rein it in. Uh, maybe like chicken wire or something and start my own manure pile so I can pull from that resource and then that way I bring those buckets into town when I go and then I get new manure um, and then I just discovered today for the first time that there's um, so there's this kind of like central place and um, they have like a pool and this and that and I went there today to pick up my stuff, my deliveries, and then I went into the main like office and decided for the first time, like, oh, maybe I'll check this incoming or yeah, incoming mail bucket or basket because I didn't really think I would get mail there since I have a P.O. box. And I found a whole stack of stuff, including a ton of seeds that I'd ordered and more stuff like stickers and all this other stuff. So I was like, okay wonder how long that's been there <laughs> but so that's really good in a way but then it tells me that I don't need a post office box because I can just get regular mail delivered to the, the that basket <laughs> so I just saved myself $65 a year I guess um what else oh I made a request well actually I made sort of more of a statement because um the management it of the central place I just mentioned is lacking and everybody knows it. Um, multiple people have had very strong opinions that match mine exactly. And mine was very clear and strong from the beginning. And, you know, it turns out I'm not alone in that view that the management is just awful and, you know, nice, nice guy, but just not appropriate as a manager. And anyway, I was kind of 
a little sore at him, I guess. It was sort of just, I was sore in general because of all the things I had gone through and that the, the COVID ESC lockdown BS that just sort of in, was taken as a, an excuse to treat other people like garbage, um, you know, because, oh, well, COVID, you know, so I can just be a total asshole to you. And, and, you know, and I have every right to do that. And you just need to suck it, you know, suck it up and just take it like a bitch. It's just, that's the, that was the attitude. And, um, I was shocked to see that here because, um, it seemed like, okay, this is just the blue, you know, COVID idiot, like, you know, radical left socialist, you know, BS states, but to find it here, especially when I first got here was really, it shocked my system and I was not happy with it. And at, at a certain point I just had had it. And I kind of like, I think I like didn't smile one time when he looked at me and he noticed that he was very aware of it. And he'd gone out of his way to be nice to me, you know, and, and I was nice to him too. And we were getting along fine. And I, 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 it's like one of those things where you regret it right after you do it, but there's no taking it back kind of thing. So I had sent an email to the office and said, you know, I'm going to be hosting a not can I host because it's something that I and other people who live out here own. And yet we're being treated like we're these second class citizens so that the tourists can get the priority so that the thing can make money, which is just like why it's bad management. Um, so I just basically made it as a statement, like I will be hosting this and it was, it's going to be a movie series, movie night series. And it's going to be James Bond because <laughs> I've got this box set of like old James Bond movies, like seven of them or something. And every single time I've tried to buy a DVD player online, it's not worked. So I have like two DVD players that don't work. I don't know why I never, um, returned them. I just never got around to it. Uh, and it's like $11, you know, so it's kind of like not even worth the effort. But they have uh, this like, I don't know, bunkhouse or um, I'm not sure what to call it, like a clubhouse um, that's supposed to be available to members to use. But they had some bad apples, I guess, in the past. And so that everybody just has it's like locked all the time and you can't, you know, and that was part of the bad experience I'd had when I was staying at the RV park there was just getting treated like, you know, you can't use this. It's locked. You have to get you have to get special permission. And even when you have special permission, when you finally been granted that then you get harassed by employees who don't know that you have special permission. And even when you tell them that they like, you know, treat you like total dirt and you know, it was just like that kind of thing. But so I'm like, this is mine. I'm going to use this. And, um, a lot of people have expressed interest in this. So like, you know, let's get it, let's get it set up or how, you know, like, how do we get this set up? And so <laughs> I felt his, the manager's kind of like annoyance with me. And I knew why, because I'd scowled at him and I knew that like, I'd put some bad blood there, you know, whatever, even though he was trying to be nice. Um, so today on a whim, I was picking up my stuff and I was, I think it was cause I was so happy that my trees finally arrived and I opened them immediately and saw that they, at least two of them weren't dead. And I'm like, okay, okay. There is a God, you know? And so I just, I don't know, maybe I felt generous or happy or I'm not sure, but I decided on a whim to knock on his door, on his office door and just tell him like, Hey, you know, I know that, you know, I, you were trying to be nice. And I was really, I just had had it and I was going through, you know, being treated really badly. And, you know, I just, I, I think I scowled at you or something. So I just want you to know that I'm, I know you were trying to be nice to me and, you know, I, I appreciate that. And he like totally melted and he really was happy that I'd said that. And, and he was like, I was meaning to reach out to you anyway about this event so we can get it on the calendar and all this stuff. So it's going to get advertised in the local, you know, newsletter and stuff and it'll be so fun. So I'm excited about hosting that. Cause I love me some James Bond and I love watching movies with people. And then, you know, like, you know, maybe you talk about it afterwards or BYO or, you know, I don't know. So it'd be kind of cool. Um, so I think that's, uh, that's going to be everything that's on the top of my, uh, top of my mind, at the top of my mind, on the top of my head, um, <laughs> I've lost track of that expression. Um, and I know there's like nine of the things that have happened. Um, I've got, Definitely had some psychic um, intel this last week. This was more personal, not so much political, but I've had political psychic intel before. Really specific, amazing psychic intel. But this time, this last week, it was personal. It was of a personal nature, but I got something to the effect. I wrote it down verbatim, but what I remember it said was um, something to the effect of like someone was talking trash about me behind my back and my name had come up 
And I was like, great, small town, rumor mill, this is fantastic, here we go, the witch at the end of the block, who no one understands and hates because she's different, (laughs) right? But the next day, I found out that someone had actually been actually committing the the, um, crime of defamation against me. And I'm not going to go into details because I think I've got it handled and dialed in, Um, but it was like... Um, wow. Cause I looked up the definition. I knew there was like this set of things like libel, slander and defamation, but I didn't know what the difference was between them. I happened to look up defamation first while on the phone with my attorney and saw that it, it he, the person who had said things about me had basically violated the law. He'd totally committed, um, um, defamation against me. And, and I don't know if you know this already, but you know, just so you know what I'm talking about this, anytime a person states something about you, that's untrue as if it were a fact. So she is this, she did this, whatever. And that's not true. That's defamation and it's illegal and you can sue them for it. So that's what happened. Um, somebody who's a little loopy, um, very strange person, kind of weird habits, um, probably should have listened to my intuition before hiring this person. It was actually someone I hired. Um, he, uh, he spread some lies about me and it, um, it actually resulted in somebody else in the community, um, deciding not to work with me, um, or for me rather. And that is, um, you know, pretty serious really, because it's my name. And I didn't do the things he'd said I'd done. So um, I'm just working with my attorney and I know what to do and um, just, you know, going to handle it as it evolves. But hopefully it will not spread into this, you know, thing like I mentioned, like, oh, that witch that lives at the end of the street, she's a witch, you know, (laughs) like, don't don't go there. All the kids are afraid of her kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like small town BS. So I've met so many people out here that are cool though. And they seem to really like me. And some of them have even told me that. And, um, so I, I need to try to stay positive. Um, you know, I might come off like I'm really super confident and outgoing or whatever, but, um, I'm a normal person just like everybody else. And it does hurt my feelings to be misunderstood and, you know, have people say things about me that are untrue. And I've had it happen in the past multiple times. And it turns out those, a few of those times were actually, um, definite, they had met the definition or met the criteria to be considered defamation. And had I known that maybe I would have had a different response to it at the time. Um, but you know, some people just spread rumors and they lie and that's, they're so insecure that that's what they have to do. So to feel good about themselves, I guess, um, just feel powerful, but it causes damage and it's, it's really something that, um, caused, caused me a lot of stress, but now I feel much better because I talked to my attorney. It's kind of amazing what talking to an attorney can do for you. <laughs> uh, it sort of puts me at ease, I guess, when I go and remember, oh yeah, I've got an attorney. I should ask them. So anyway, hopefully that just dies on the branch and, uh, but hopefully not my trees don't die on the branch, whatever that means. Die on the vine. I think that's the actual expression. Oh yeah. Okay. So I knew that there was more stuff that had happened that I would forget. Um, but luckily I've remembered. So my wetland, I'm doing a constructed wetland. And, um, part of the defamation issue was that the contractor that I had previously arranged to deliver gravel for my wetland, he's the one who actually heeded the defamation and decided not to work with me because of the lies this other person had spread about me which is why it constitutes defamation. Not just that the guy lied about me, but that it actually caused um, someone else to believe the lie and affected me. So I'm like, fuck, uh, what do I do? (laughs) I'm calling around and emailing around. And one of my other contractors gave me a a referral, which was really nice of him. He went and looked up, you know, found a company, but they were in El Paso and they wanted to charge like this outrageous delivery fee. And so Luckily, one of my original contractors had some gravel and it's like uh, got some silt in it and it's all different sizes. But I was like, bring it over. I'll take it. And I got a pretty good deal on it. I think it was pretty reasonable. And I think the silt will actually be good nutrients and the water is going to go right through it. It's fine. It's not, you know, it's not like it's it's mostly gravel. So I went ahead and had him bring four loads. The trailer he used couldn't really angle to go all the way into the pits. So, um, I just worked really hard for about an hour in the blazing hot. It wasn't actually blazing hot. It was just hot, 
mid-afternoon, the time of day you're not wanting to be outside doing any digging work. Well, that was when I had to do this because he kind of changed his schedule on me and was like, I'm coming today. Can you be there? And I'm like, ah, okay, I need this. I'll just make it work. Um, and I exhausted myself and, but, but I got like the basic layer covered and then, um, so that's really important. And then the most of it's in my driveway. And I think I'm either going to eck away at it during the evening when it's not hot or hire some, you know, just grunt labor. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I just mean like a non-skilled, you know, helper, um, you know, somebody who isn't like, you know, charging a huge amount cause they're bringing all this education and equipment. And so I don't need that. I just need somebody to like, hold this while I drill that, you know, kind of a guy or guys or whatever, whoever. Um, so that's really amazing that that all kind of came together. And so that's on its way and I've ordered more. So I got a, luckily it took me a long time to find, but I got a good deal on some, um, some rush plants. So a bunch of those are coming live plants. And then I have three, uh, I think it's reeds. What did I get? I think it's, no, maybe it's carrots. I can't remember now. Um, but I have three, uh, wetland plants that are live right now. Some of the irises I ordered, they, aren't coming, it turns out. Um, and then, but I think I'll have enough to get the wetland going and then can add plants as I go. And I've got a ton of seeds, but that's going to be a whole process of, you know, propagation and then, you know, weaning them to the point where they're big enough. And so, um, you can direct seed into a wetland, but it's the, the survival rate is pretty low is what I understand. So I might do some of that as well, because why not, right? Especially if there will be existing actual live plants for windbreak and, you know, creating physical habitat that the seeds can maybe like cluster around, um, you know, or there might be like some kind of bacterial growth that like helps become form like a mat for them or something. So I'll have to see. Uh, a lot of this is experiment and kind of like, you know, learn as you go, try this, try that even though I do have a very clear plan of what I'm doing for, you know, all the different projects. Um, the only other thing I'll mention is that the guy, he's a, the developer I mentioned that I bought one of the campers from, and I'm going to buy the other camper, another camper from, um, he kind of went AWOL for a while and he finally got back to me and said that he was behind schedule because of all the wind we had. So I was like, Oh, thank God. You know, he didn't like get wind of the defamation and also decide not to work with me, you know, cause he had, <laughs> he had agreed as part of the sale to help me get the camper off of the trailer. Um, because when I went to go look at it, I realized that it actually is a camper plus a trailer. I think I mentioned that. So it's like sweet. Um, so, but getting it off of that, I do need someone with a trailer hitch. I don't have one yet. I'm getting one and, um, you know, getting it set up on, we decided to use pallets. That's what he recommended. So I went and got a bunch of pallets, um, a couple weekends ago. So I've been kind of sitting here hoping that, uh, he's not going to abandon me and it turns out he's not going to yay. So I'm just being patient with his timeline. But once I get the camper off the trailer and onto some kind of stable surface, which it looks like is going to be pallets, then I can look and dig into that pile of, stuff pile of stuff that's next to my um my picnic table that I look at every day just kind of just kind of uh unfinished crappy looking boxes and I can actually start renovating the camper and getting it um closer to being listed so pretty exciting and luckily this was a stroke of luck I think I just randomly got lucky because I went on Airbnb and I just typed in my city and that's all I typed in. And I do not have location turned on, um, location services or whatever. Um, but, um, I found the listing for the end of my street and I got to see what they're charging. I got to see pictures of their interior. I got to see what kind of toilet they're using. Um, I got to see, you know, their minimum, um, number of days they're booking, and like what amenities are included and the language in their listing and all this good stuff that I can use to build my own successful listing. So that was awesome. Um, I got, I got, like I said, it was like a stroke of luck. So I'm really happy about that. And it looks like my internet has gone out again. So we're having some problems. So hopefully this all just doesn't get deleted. Um, I know I've been talking a little fast, but I 
just feel like there's so much to report and I kind of feel excited about all of it. But I think I'm going to end this recording so that I can deal with the internet going out multiple times and maybe even try to reach someone if it goes back on again to see if I can do a support ticket. (laughs) Um, So uh, tons going on as usual, and there will be tons going on next week. And, um, you know, again, just a reminder, I'm doing this podcast to provide a demonstration for anybody else who is alone and wants to get, um, out of the rat race and get maybe even off grid. Um, even though that's not a requirement, but just to, you know, find something of their own and get to a place where they're not in that world, um, that I've left, and, um, you know, uh, kind of like in one of the bad places when the shit hits the fan, so to speak, or whatever your reason for wanting to, you know, maybe just, it's just growing your own food. But anyway, I really hope that my experience as re- as regaled, as regaled to you, as retold in this podcast will be helpful to you, <clears throat> or maybe someone, you know, wants to do something like this. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And, you know, this is going to provide a demonstration and an example. I sure wish I would have had such when I was, you know, getting started on this project or even dreaming of this project for so many years that I dreamed of it. So I'm here living it and I'm experiencing it and I'm doing it and I'm proving that it can be done to myself, but also to anybody else who's doubting themselves or doubting that they can do it or hemming and hawing. Um, Because according to my research and observation, the time is now there are things coming down the pike that are even worse than, you know, 2020 and everything that they piled on top of us. They are, they're really going to try to just basically get the population down to what the Georgia Guidestones say, like 500 million or something on the whole planet. Um, so we're really in for it in my view. And I don't see it as a conspiracy theory at all because there's far too much evidence pointing to this being, what's going on. And I really haven't seen any evidence to show that it's not going on. Um, so if anyone wants to see any evidence, I have a thumb drive. It's a very well-organized thumb drive with folders and I'd be happy to share it with you. So <laughs> get a hold of me, um, if you want a copy. And, uh, there's also a newspaper that I published, which, uh, exposes COVID for the lie and the scam that it was with actual, just documented, researched evidence that proves it beyond a shadow of a doubt. Um, and, you know, so I'm happy to share that as well. And so, yeah, anyway, um, I hope that this inspires you and helps you do, um, you know, do your dream if you are not already. And even if you are, um, maybe there's some camaraderie in there somewhere. I haven't really found a podcast quite like this before, but maybe there is one, I don't know. Um, but in my experience, it's sort of like hopefully providing that little fill to the, to the empty spot where this, you know, weird experiment of mine fits. So anyway, I hope this has been helpful, helpful to you. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in and have a great week.